Hi, welcome to Pass the Brain Cell, a podcast where five idiots pass their collective brain cell and explain our weird media fixations to each other. <laughs> My name is Remy, I use they, them pronouns, and I have watched Hook three times this week. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, my name's Adriana, my pronouns are she, her, and, um, uh, uh, squ- ice, uh, <laughs> frick, <laughs> I didn't know squirt was grapefruit soda until, like, recently, I just thought it was the worst version of of Sprite for 20 years. <laughs> so true, <laughs> Yeah, you're the one who told us about this, too, so yeah. we didn't know. <laughs> Well, I'm no one here to, would know without you. I'm glad to pass the knowledge around then. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Lucy. My pronouns are she, her, and I have watched Hook once this week. <laughs> hi, guys. I'm Kaylin. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm left-handed. And I'm the only left-handed person here. No one else uh-huh. here writes That's with their true. left hand. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> uh, and you can quote me on that. That's actually, I'm not going to quote you on that, because that's not true. Uh, name one person here who's left-handed. There's li- the, literally the three out of four of us are left-handed. <laughs> oh, and Craig. Wait, is Remy left-handed? Yeah. Yes. Lucy, oh, you're shit. the freak here. You're the For freak. For once, I'm the minority. <laughs> For once. <laughs> I wonder if Craig is like left-handed. No, um, Craig's a vampire. We can ask him. We actually can't. <laughs> Um, Craig. Um, it, uh, for uh, for the listeners at home, Craig is our recording engineer. <laughs> to the listeners at home, Craig is not real. He is a bot that records our Discord calls. Wait, he's not he's real. He's a vampire. Wait, he's he not is real. real. He's a vampire. He's, he's right there. He's not real. What is real? Oh my god. Really? <laughs> all right. We don't have time to get into all that. <laughs> Kaylin, um, I think we, we've decided that Kaylin is going to decide our order today because she doesn't have a topic to share. Yeah, she what a loser. So we're punishing right. her. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you guys are punishing me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you I'm like gonna... that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said that you for fucking, no reason. <laughs> you fucking pervert. <laughs> you know what? You you keep saying that to me. Like, like good things for you are going to come from it. You're going last now. Oh, because you really want to talk about your topic. This is some no, lowbrow I mean, humor. I don't think that the lis- the listeners came here to learn. They didn't come here to like have like sex jokes. I was yeah, attacked. All of our listeners. I was attacked. All of wait, our wait, wait. I'm out of the podcast if they don't want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't like come, I'm out. Uh, all right, who goes first, um, Caleb? Okay. Um, Adriana's gonna go first. Oh, wow. I want to hear from okay. Adriana first. Okay. I like Adriana. Yeah, I, I also cool. like Adriana. Oh, it also is also, Adriana's it's also, number one stand. It's also my birthday soon. It is so, also my wow, birthday Wow, it's also my birthday soon. But mine's uh, first, so no. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's true. Okay, so. Cool. Whoever's well. birthday is first uh, gets the birthday. <laughs> That's okay <laughs> remy That's doesn't okay. even have a birthday so what are you complaining about <laughs> i will yeah. in 2024 <laughs> okay so my topic today is uh obviously i like genshin impact right so no i've never heard this before 
I don't talk about this at all. It's it's so crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know this is the no first idea. time. This is the first time you guys are hearing about this, but wow. Um, anyways, so I want to discuss because I love Genshin Impact and like I love all the characters. The designs are amazing. Like every character is so fun, funky, fresh. You know. Yeah. Um, but yes. there's a very there's a thing that I don't like, and it's how the women are written. Which is like, Ooh. wow, every media ever, right? <laughs> but like, specifically yeah. Genshin does them, like, they all have the same type of story. So, basically, all of the guy characters are very complex. We have two god characters out right now, and they're like, they're, they have a main storyline, they, um, like, they're really complex. Uh, Venti is... One of uh, he's the god of the country of freedom, so he has been absent from their country for a while because he's like the god of freedom. He doesn't really need to be there. I don't know exactly all the details about Venti's story, but the point is is that he's a very complex character because he's god of freedom. All his, the people that have um, like wind. Uh, uh, visions, which is like the powers, are grant Whoa. are granted from him. So wind visions, <laughs> yeah, wind visions. That's right. Well, it's called Animo, but uh, for the sake of what we will like understand, it's called wind. It's like wind sure. power, right? Um, the other god character is Zhang Li, and uh, if you haven't heard me talk about him oh, before, yeah, my boyfriend. I have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my boyfriend, Zhang Li. So he's a very interesting character because, like, he's... First of all, he has many names. He's known as, like, the god of wealth, the god of contracts, the god of war and martial arts. The Like, he's known for a lot of things. And he's, like, very present in the culture of, like, the country that he, like, rules. And his mm-hmm. storyline is about about his country, like him testing his country to see if they can do without a god. Like, what would happen? Oh, super what would happen one that's day if he were to be gone? Uh, so he tests his country by faking his own death in front of Yo, everyone. That's rad. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and like he's a god, but at the same time he's like not morally like correct all the time he's uh very morally gray like um yeah he's bound by contracts so he's like so like for example one of the contracts that we get to see from him is that he and two characters two like random archaeologists these are just like person a person b person a and person b uh, make a contract with Zhang Li saying, "We're gonna go down into this cave, and the f- uh, you can only pick one like prize from this cave. Even though that there is, if there is multiple prizes, you can only pick one prize." And so, just like just like when I <laughs> went to the doctor as a kid, and then I would go to Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I could only pick one. This is exactly like that's that. exactly <laughs> like that. They actually stole from you. 
They stole from my personal <laughs> From your experience. personal experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you might, have a, you might have a case. <laughs> you well, <laughs> Except for the one time where I dislocated my arm, then I got lots of toys because I dislocated my arm. Wait, you dislocated your arm? <laughs> yeah, when I was four. Hey, we're not talking just... about that. Hey. <laughs> Actually, we are <laughs> because we are talking Sorry, about Bob. that because it's related. To... <laughs> it's so related. <laughs> Did Zhongli dislocate his arm? No, but... get to play a Barbie Rapunzel board game with their brother? Yeah! So, (laughs) when the two, person A and person B, go down into the cave, person A is, like, super greedy and picks the first thing that he sees, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, like, a very, like, uh, magical object, I guess. And then when they're continuing Mm. on the cave, person B sees, like, another uh, thing. And um, person A is like, wait, I want that one. And then Zhongli's like, uh, no, that's not a part of the contract. You can't do that. You already picked your item. Um, Ooh. And so person A is like, I don't, I don't give a, I don't give a crap. I want that one instead. And so he breaks the contract. And so Zhong, Zhongli punishes him because he's the god of contracts, and he didn't follow like with his contract. And yeah. so, oh, anyways, right. so he breaks the contract, he punishes him by killing him. Not really, but, like, in the game, you fight him, right? Yeah. Oh, see, when, when I would do that, I, I would usually just get, like, like a timeout or something. <laughs> yeah. It's Basically, he's, like, a timeout lord. He, he... <laughs> My mom never kill me, personally. <laughs> he's like, you broke your contract, time to go into timeout. <laughs> Forever. Forever. You made a fucky wucky. (laughs) Um so I'm getting distracted by talking about Zhongli, but I just want to explain that I love him a lot and he's very cool because after he they break the contract, they go in further to the cave, person A leaves, person B now is like, hey, so since the that guy left, now I can have all the prizes, right? And then Zhongli is like, no, that's not a part, that's of, not part of the why, contract. That's not a part why of your... would you assume that? Yeah, why would you assume <laughs> that? Um, <laughs> and then basically, uh, like, the the Paimon character, the little buddy that you have accompanying you is like, hey, isn't, like, the cool thing to do to, is just to, like, give it to them? And then Zhongli's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and he's and he's right. He's a god. He can. And no, he's a he's god right. of contracts. They had a contract. Yeah. They had a contract. Um. So, anyways, morally gray. He's sometimes makes decisions that are not what like a normal person would think. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But anyway, oh, wait, like Adriana. A... Adriana, do you like Zhongli? Oh, well, now that you mention it, um, yeah, I actually do. I'm gonna tell him. Oh my god, that's no. so embarrassing that you like him. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him. Stop, don't say it. Don't say it while Gabe is watching. He's listening. Don't say it right in front of him. <laughs> we can't get into that. <laughs> that's another thing. That's a whole... That's for another episode. <laughs> we don't have time. Yet, Gabe okay. episode? Um, <laughs> yeah. The Gabe's Oh, uh, But anyways... Uh, that's just, like, one character. And many of the guy characters of Genshin Impact are this in-depth, you know? That's cool. The female characters are not as in-depth. 
they usually have <laughs> naturally one, right yeah they usually have one like thing that i've noticed and it's that they are very 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 hard workers Mm-hmm. <laughs> these women they love to well, work hard so i mean listen to be fair we don't have a lot going on <laughs> shut up as a woman <laughs> as a woman no yeah Look, when you're listen. a trad <laughs> right yeah you just gotta roll with the punches as a trad <laughs> literally right <laughs> literally sometimes so these character so i'm just gonna go listen hard worker here in my notes i have hard worker parentheses girl bosses so like oh yeah yeah so like there's a positive is that they're girl bosses but at the same time when there's like so many like different like unique backstories for guy characters and like the effort that they put um sorry hold on Oh, yeah, so girl bosses are cool, right? But when there's so many guy characters that are, like, written with such, like, precision and, like, care. And also, like, uh, male characters are usually promoted better than, like, female characters. Um, That's fucked. For example, I wrote down here in my notes, um, Ganyu is uh, this... um, so, for the sake of this, like, what I'm explaining, they're, like, demigods. Ganyu okay. is a demigod. And so okay. is Shao. Shao is also a demigod. Ganyu's banner, which is, like, the banner that you roll for, came out before Shao. And had three videos of her posted onto the Genshin, like, YouTube. And Shao, uh, after had five videos, and he got a whole event dedicated to him coming out. Wow, oh my god, he wow. came out. That's wow, so crazy. Wow, I'm so proud of him. I had a whole event dedicated to me coming out. <laughs> me too. But <laughs> but anyways. Um, but yeah, three videos versus five videos, and like they're both the same type of like demigod. Like, yeah. they're very powerful beings, yeah, but one of them has boobs. <laughs> Ew. You're right. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. That's gross. No, yeah. <laughs> you didn't, yeah, so you didn't think about I that. I didn't think, oh my god, you got me. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's, that's the solution. So to me, this is seeming so far, like, when, when, like, th- I see this a lot in, like, superhero media where they'll be like, we can't give our female characters any weaknesses because that's anti-feminist. So <laughs> we'll just make them so strong and so boring. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of does feel that way. Because, like, be- because they're they're all hard workers, they're seen as, like, really good people, you know? Like, they, um, mm-hmm. so I have a bunch of uh, characters that are also written here. So, Jean is a hard worker because she's uh she took up the role of the grandmaster of the country in place of another character um that we haven't seen yet there's noelle who is she's a maid but she's like studying super super hard to become a knight and she like 
is amazing at being a maid and a knight or something like that. Like, there's a storyline that, like, oh, Noelle came to the rescue of someone that was stuck in the cold and she didn't stop until she got to that person and saved them or something like that. Wow. Which, you know, again, they're very cute. They have, but they have the same, like, they're such hard workers. No, and it's so simple compared to, like, yeah. The god of fucking bargains and contract and war. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And, like, um, there's even, like, characters like Ningguang and Kuching that are, like, uh, they're part of the, uh, like, the government. And they don't have, like, story quests. Like, Kuching doesn't have a story quest. And she's a five-star huh. character. Like, she's That's she's weird. a really good character. Ningguang it is part of the main storyline, but, like, not... You don't see her a lot. And she also doesn't have yeah. her own separate story. Like, on the side. Which Venti, right. Zhongli, Xiao, they all do. And a lot of other male characters do. Either that, they're girl bosses, or they're over-sexualized. Haha, <laughs> who would have thunk it? Uh huh. Right. So you will see like Mona, which is like the astrologer, but like she has like a skin tight suit on. So of course that's more that has yeah, more. Yeah, for for doing astrology, idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always use my skin tight astrology suit when I'm doing astrology. How yeah. am I supposed to tell if you're a Pisces or not? <laughs> Unless I have a leather strap to my skin. See, that's just that's just good character development. <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm so stupid. <laughs> I, yeah. I should I should change my notes. Yeah, actually, you're the stupid one. Um. No, I see this. I see this a lot mm-hmm. in in yeah. media, though. It's like it's like the idea of. Um, they're so afraid to write female characters that they're like, we're just not going to give them any flaws. And it's like, that's not... That's not how... That's not the point. Yeah. And then Lisa is another one that she's, like, apparently... uh, She's, like, the smartest graduate from another country, and she's, like, working as a librarian. And... But she's over-sexualized and just, like, diminished down to the noises that she makes while climbing. And oh, of course. this all just sounds like people I know also <laughs> like there's this huge rich fantasy world and it. it's all like she's a librarian yeah right she's a maid she's a maid yeah. she's a she's in the government she's... yeah she works at Burger King <laughs> now that's fantasy actually 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 there was an event recently that <laughs> was Genshin Impact and KFC and Noelle was like one oh of the God. faces you're fucking oh around no i'm not i'm not i was just joking <laughs> no i'm not oh i'm God. not i'll send you guys a picture hold on oh my gosh Incredible. that's so KFC funny genshin uh, collab you know I'm this not... is really funny i think we should keep sexism because it's funny <laughs> yeah no i agree <laughs> i'll send it in i ain't got a mic um but anyways for the people at home just look up genshin impact and KFC collab. Wow. Uh, the wo- the woman on the left is Noelle, and the guy on the box is D. Luke. Oh my god. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> I love that. Um, but what I was saying is that, um, yeah, these people like are very like 
just normal people, but, like, again, I understand the, like, hard worker feminism. Yeah, we like characters, strong women characters. But at the same time, we, like, we want those unique, like, and, like, well-written storylines. Um, yeah. But I have a few here that are, like, unique that I... Um, we'll talk about because I do appreciate the characters that I, that they do have that are, yeah. that are really interesting. <clears throat> okay. So first we have Chi Chi who is a zombie in the sense, in the sense that like, uh, I for I don't know exactly about her storyline, but she was revived. Um, I forgot why, but she's a zombie and she's like working at the pharmacy and she kind of, she, she's working at the pharmacy and she's super cute. She's like a little tiny receptionist. She's, she's also a little, a little kid. Like she's like a baby and she's a zombie. So she's dead. So she's not alive. Um, and she sounds like me (laughs) and she's super cute. (laughs) A little baby who's fucking dead. (laughs) And, um, um, but yeah, that's Chi-Chi. I don't know much of her storyline. I wish I looked it up before this, but the, but she was, she's like a couple something years old. I don't know how much, but she was killed. She died and then brought back to life from someone and is a zombie now. And is just running around as a little zombie. Good for her. Good for her. Um, There's a little guy going around. Then we have Fischl, which uh, Fischl is like... Fischl is really cool because she... I don't know how to say it. She, she quote-unquote, like has a pretend reality that she's a princess. And she's like... She believes that she's like this really cool person. And she is, right? But she... Yeah. Her actual storyline is that she's just a girl that read this book when she was younger and she wanted to be the main character and she like she got rid of her name and she was like calm I I want to be official so badly and then her parents were like they like believed her for a while but then they were like haha you know one day you're going to have to stop doing that and then mm-hmm. uh it broke her like reality and so, because it broke her reality, her she was gifted the vision. So, she turned wow. into the character from the book because, like, her vision, her power, is, like, a manifestation of one of the book creatures. Like, she, she has a buddy named Oz, and that's her bird. Like, uh, it's like a raven. Electric raven. That's... She sounds super sick. Yeah, she's... Electric Raven would be a good band. <laughs> yeah. Write it down, Lucy. I'm writing that down. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Um, so yeah, Fischl is really cool. Um, in her story, like if you read her story, um, um, there's like parts in it that like, and I've heard this from some of my friends, but like she's very transcoded because, uh, these uh, like in her storyline, her her birth name is like blacked out that's super cool oh, yeah wow. and she, she they only call her official yeah i mean that's cool yeah the whole thing about just like 
choosing to believe in and shape your own reality is very trans. Mm-hmm. And like from I dig a it. book character, you know, it's like yeah, it's very cool. Um, obviously, yeah. the company is not going to come out and say anything. But no, for sure. But, but she's trans. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's another character named Hu Tao, and she's uh, the director of the funeral parlor. And cool. Uh, she's super cool because she's like very spunky. You would expect the I love that. the director of a funeral parlor to be like not like dreary, but like I don't know, yeah. low key. But literally, she went to like in her quest. You, she goes to the like adventurers guild, and she's like, "Hey, do you guys want to like, um, <laughs> have a special discount, uh, <laughs> just in case? <laughs> like, That's really like we'll work together and we'll get something worked out so that you guys can have a special discount. Uh, the first ten coffins that you need are free, or something like that." <laughs> She's super funny. I love her. I love her. Yeah, and she goes around walking and is like, do you guys need a coupon for the funeral parlor? <laughs> <laughs> She's super funny. And then we have Klee, who's a- another little girl, and she um, likes bombs. And she likes exploding things. And she's like a little menace to the Knights of Favonius. Oh, yeah. And she, like, causes a lot of problems for them, but she's also, like, one of them. So it's really funny because, like, the other characters are like, please don't explode things. And she's like, no, throws bomb. And then... (laughs) (laughs) That also sounds like me. (laughs) Yeah, and I love her. But anyways, moral of the story, there's a lot of characters that are good. But there's too many of them that fall into that, like, hard worker, no flaw category. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that this is the reason why I, like, on one end, I want to encourage men to write women because, like, somebody's gotta. Right. But I think that women write so much better women because, like, we're able, like, women are able to give female characters the types of flaws that women have. Right. Whereas I feel like when men write women, they either, like, give them no flaws or, like, give them flaws that are, like, misogynistic in nature and, like, oh, man, her biggest flaw is that she's a whore. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I also wish that this was not true but again also what can i say when i when i play genshin i also do like when they boobies bounce so maybe i'm a part of the problem amen well you know and i don't say this lately uh (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad someone was brave enough to say it yeah (laughs) somebody had to say it (laughs) all right i'm i'm pretty much done with that Okay, I unfortunately don't have any questions. I really liked all of this, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. Genshin sounds cool. I wish I had the attention span for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the impulse control to play a gacha game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how <laughs> I feel, but also it's cool. Okay, me next, me next, me yeah, next. Yeah, because I'm going last, yeah, because Kaylin doesn't like me. because I hate you. <laughs> yeah, because Kaylin hates me. Yeah. yeah. 
So today, um, I'm, I'm going to start us off with a quote. Um, Ooh. The quote is, we sincerely regret that you feel that way. <laughs> Channel Awesome 2018. Love that. So today I'm going to be talking about the Nostalgia Critic. Oh, um, interesting. Oh. You know, he remembers it so you don't have to. He's still making videos on the internet. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure, so I looked into it, and I was like, oh, he's been still making videos. So you're going to you're gonna go into who this person is? Because honestly, yeah, I, have I have no, no idea. Yeah, I have no yes. clue. Uh, I've yes, seen pictures worry. of him, and I know that he talks about things, but I don't like his vibe, so I've never investigated <laughs> further. Yeah, his vibe is bad. Um, I was <laughs> very, very into the Nostalgia Critic from, like, I think probably like 2010 to like 2013 at the latest probably. Um, and so the Nostalgia Critic is, uh, the, the team is mostly consisted of Doug and Rob Walker, their brothers. Um, they created this channel in 2007 and um, Doug Walker is the one that you've seen. If you've seen the Nostalgia Critic, that's him. That's uh, the character that he plays. Um, and, he started off on YouTube making, like, 10-minute reviews of properties from the 80s and 90s. That's why he's called a nostalgia critic. He, like, talks about things that were nostalgic to him as a kid. Um, and very short-form reviews, very, like, cut and dry, like... But the, the whole thing is that the character was... The character was very angry and very, like, loud and, like... Um, if you guys know about Angry Video Game Nerd, it's basically the movie version of that where he's just very much like exaggeratedly angry and uh, So he's an asshole is like his yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah, the character is supposed to be an asshole. Doug Walker is also an asshole, but we're getting, we'll get into that later. Um, but in his, in his other reviews, he's, he's done like other smaller reviews. Like I, one of the series that I watched like religiously when I was younger was he watched all of Avatar The Last Airbender and he would give a short review after every episode and uh, it was just as Doug Walker and you could tell that the style is very different. His his style, like, with his unscripted, just not in character reviews are very just like, huh, this was interesting, I liked this part, this part was kind of bad, but the Nostalgia Critic is very much, um, there was a joke with, like, he adopted this joke uh, into his into his bits but um there was a joke in the community that uh he sounded like a screaming goat um <laughs> so yeah very shrill very exaggerated um oh god he wore an absolutely terrible fit of uh, a newsboy cap a white t-shirt oh a red tie god. and a black blazer Ew. rough so very he's a criminal <laughs> Well, he's not the criminal out of all of the oh, people. No. We'll, we'll get to that. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so he's on YouTube, and he, uh, he gets copyright claimed, like, big time. Partially because of the clips that he used in his reviews, but partially because uh, he had a series where he would just post... Uh, he would just post movie clips without any, like, commentary. <laughs> he would just post <laughs> movie clips. It was, like, blank movie in 10 seconds, and it would be, like, the movie cut down to 10 seconds, but it was just, it was just clips from the movie. Um, so, 
YouTube was like, fuck no. And so he moved to Blip TV and created his own website, thatguywiththeglasses.com, which is where I consumed his content for like two years. Um, a lot of other creators were brought on board for That Guy With The Glasses because he wanted to create kind of a, a website with daily traffic. Oh, uh, I should I should say this. Um, a lot of the information that I'm getting is from the videos by Quentin Reviews on uh, the Nostalgia Critic, uh, but I also did my own research and have my own experiences with them. Right. Anyway, um, so a lot of the creators they brought on board uh, included, like, Lindsay Ellis, who was the Nostalgia Chick. She was um, supposed to be the female counterpart to him, and so she was, like... Uh, Talking about things from the 80s and 90s, but the girl thing. Because he couldn't talk about the girl thing. Yeah. Um, Why would you? (laughs) Uh, Girls. Brad Jones, Jones, cinema snob. um, Spoonie, Obscurus Lupa, who we'll talk about again later. Pa Duggan. uh, He was my favorite. He did uh, uh, movie musical reviews. So I was like, haha, I like those. Um, Todd in the Shadows was a big one. Uh, Linkara was a big one. Uh, Mike Dodd, Film Brain. These were all like, these were some of the like bigger creators, but there were like, over the course of the, um, over the course of that guy with the glasses.com, there were like at least a hundred creators, like total. Um, and actually, two creators that I didn't realize got their start on um, that guy with the glasses.com, John Tron and Peanut Butter Gamer. Oh, oh wow. Um, wow. Which, you know how good things turned out with JonTron. Yeah, so. racist. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. R- <laughs> yeah, just horribly racist. Um, so the, the website had a lot of weird competitive vibes, and they would, like, often do these little crossover segments in their reviews where they, uh, especially in uh, the Nostalgia Critic reviews, where people would be like, um, I already did a review on this. You can't cover this. Or like, I, um, should I, should Lindsay be doing this or should, uh, should the nostalgia critic be doing this? Because I don't know if it's girly media or not. Oh my God. And I, Lindsay Ellis, I think has complained in the past of being like, yeah, my, I was literally so restricted on what I could talk about because it had to be like girly enough That's for so me to talk stupid. about it. Cause oh you know, there's, God. there's two categories of things. There's girly and normal. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh they they would also have big crossover specials for big reviews um my one that i would watch a lot was the les mis one they had a moulin rouge one um but infamously they would make these like lore movies um where it would be like well so when doug walker went from like the 10 minute format to the longer form content uh when he moved to blip tv um they started doing a lot more skits, like a lot of skits. They hi- they hired actors to like join the main nostalgia critic team, and God. they started just making skits and recurring characters. And they thought that these skits and characters were so good that they deserved <laughs> a three hour long movie no. at one point. Uh, so this movie was called To Boldly Flee, um, and this was supposedly. A finale where Doug Walker killed off the Nostalgia Critic. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I know you guys wanted to watch it. Um, oh, damn. So in this no movie, filming sessions could last up to 18 hours with intense arguments and no payment for its cast or crew. The script That's fi- awful. was finished about... 
Yeah. The script was rumored to be finished about like two to three weeks before they filmed and then was given to the other creators and the other creators were like, oh, wait, is this like the end for all of us? Like, <laughs> do, are, are we like being canceled like everyone? Oh my um, God. And so, yeah, they had to like, you can, uh, in Quentin Reviews' video, he puts a lot of shots in there where like you can tell that some of the background actors like do not want to be there and hate being there so much (laughs) Um, jesus yeah it's really bad and the the film is also like completely unwatchable it's all just like references and parodies to movies that already exist that's so Uh, stupid but it's funny because it's doug walker and you know him from the other things um yeah so 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 at the end of the movie he kills off the nostalgia critic um (laughs) good and then uh like i don't know how long of a period in between there was but then he makes a video i don't know if it was i can't remember if it was another movie or just a kind of longer video but it was called uh the review must go on he returns to youtube uh i wish he didn't <laughs> yeah so uh that guy with the glasses.com i think shuts down at this point and he returns to youtube as channel awesome which is mostly just uh doug and rob walker uh but i think there were a couple of other people on there um so yeah uh (laughs) now it's uh so people like obscurus lupa and Lindsay ellis you know the female creators were particularly treated like shit yeah um and lupa was removed completely from the channel for missing uh skype calls she was they were 15 minutes into a Skype call. They were like, why aren't you here? Oh and they completely, like, erased her from the website. What the frick? Holy that's shit. so, that's so petty for no yeah. reason. And they, they had the ability to just completely erase members from the site whenever they wanted to because there was no real contract between the creators and the oh, company no. heads. It was just like, it was like a, like a community a quote-unquote community where, like, they all worked uh, on the site and they got they got commissioned from their own videos, oh, no. but they didn't have a, an official, like, contract with the company. Yeah. So, so, um... That's crazy. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so I was just gonna uh, talk about how, like... That's crazy that they, like, were like, oh, I already covered this, so you can't cover it. It's like... Why you first of all you get more content, right? But also you yeah. can like is it not cool to get different perspectives on things, you know? I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's well, just my well, onion. But I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that it was fine for other creators to like to do um the same thing, but if you crossed over with Doug you were gonna get fucked oh over. My God. Um, also, like each creator had to fit into a very tight niche. Uh, so the nostalgia critic could do pretty much whatever he wanted, but mostly was like nostalgic content from the eighties and nineties. Um, and there were different creators who had their own little niche, and they had to ha- stay within their little lane. Like Obscurus Lupa, I think did like I-, I don't know if it was just vampire stuff or it was all like. Uh, spooky stuff um like uh linkara did uh i think linkara did video games i'm not 100 percent sure about that um 
So Mike Ellis, no relation to Lindsay Ellis, uh, the former, the the company's former COO, was eventually accused of sexual misconduct. Uh, In Uh, in 2018, there was a giant document that got released, and one of these victims was the company's head of HR, which like, Ah. I feel like she probably had to file a complaint to herself. That's Um, so. Oh, Oh, and she also wasn't, she wasn't given a severance check until she, uh, like, basically promised to not work in the industry again and blacklist herself. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. That's awful. So, yeah, there was a 69-page document (laughs) uh, that called out uh, sexual misconduct, unethical work practices, and just, like, general bullshit. Uh, Doug Walker was pretty much, came out clean. I think both of the Walker brothers came out pretty much clean from the, like, sexual misconduct stuff, but people still were like, hey, remember that one time that they made people shoot for, like, 18 hours a day and for, like, a week? Jesus Christ. Um, And um, so let me, I'm going to do a little dramatic reading because I have the statement that Channel Awesome released. Oh, my gosh. When the documents got leaked. Um, And it's, it's really, it's a really solid apology. Um. (laughs) <laughs> they say sarcastically setting up the next line of the song. No, <laughs> so it says Channel Awesome is an organization that respects our producer partners and strives to create the best possible environment for everyone. We welcome a diverse community of people joining together to create great videos. For the people who have spoken out about past instances they deemed hurtful or unprofessional, we sincerely regret that you felt that way. Oh, <laughs> no. Our priority it has always like been dad. to help content partners succeed and provide a vehicle to follow their dreams. When the need arose, we have distanced ourselves from people who were particularly callous, letting go of significant shareholders in the interest of keeping our mission at the forefront. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, they didn't... I, I think it took them like a year to fire Mike Michaud uh, when they knew... About the sexual misconduct, I think at one point um, the the CEO at the time. Uh, oh, sorry, to fire Mike Ellis. Mike Michaud was the C- was the CEO. Um, so like, <laughs> I think it took them like a year. And I remember in the video I watched, Mike Michaud was like, "Damn it! I told him to stop doing that when when one of the like incidents got leaked." God. Jesus um, Christ. So, yeah, uh, they're still going. I'm pretty sure that Mike Michaud, um, I think he still owns the rights to the character. I don't know uh, what modern Nostalgia Critic looks like. <laughs> but, yeah, he... Um, it's so he's crazy. still making shit? Uh, Rob Walker? Or Doug Walker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, wow. I think... I was looking at his YouTube channel. He's, like, still very active on YouTube. God, that makes me upset. Uh, something that's really funny is that um, you expect a lot of... Um, so he has these two actors, uh, Tamara and Malcolm, who get to play... Uh, so Malcolm gets to play characters of color, and Tamara gets to play girls um, and little boys. Ah! Uh, Fun. Because, you know... Uh, anyway, um... <laughs> Your role they, uh, is person of color. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you would expect um 
a situation like this where you're working on videos every week with somebody or every other week with somebody, like, you would expect them to be, like, friends that they hired on. Um, they just work for him. They are not friends. They do not hang out. They do not, like, communicate outside of work. It's very much just, like, you give me your, my paycheck. I mean, which I think good is for them. Yeah. This was something that I watched so religiously because I was, like, desperate for media analysis, but I'm realizing now that it was not, like, it wasn't good media analysis. <laughs> he was, like, just ripping things apart. Not like or... we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we say... do great media analysis. We're... Yeah, um, I would say our media analysis is based in love. <laughs> Yeah, they they were just, he would just rip things apart for not being the way that he likes media to be, and, like, I know that that's a lot of media analysis, but it, it, it was just, like, anything that goes outside of the box, he would just tear to shreds. And, like, with Love no, that. like, positives, right? He would, he would sometimes give positives. Uh, the biggest thing that I noticed, um, I watched a couple of his old videos for doing this review and the biggest thing that I noticed is that like none of the jokes land I, <laughs> I can remember like one or two jokes total that he's ever made that have made me laugh <laughs> but yeah that's that is basically my presentation on channel awesome it's a corner of the internet wow. that I existed on for a long time and that I am glad I can move on from yeah this is why yeah. we don't like 90s kids yeah. Oh, he was. A, I'm he sorry was that like I. An, well, yeah. Same. Yeah, he's he's an Xer. Oh, that makes it. Ah, uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> they have the same uh, energy. I'm sorry, anyways. I didn't have more to say on that one. He's also bald. Yeah. Bald. He sounded like a bald man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bald man if I've ever heard. Of him. <laughs> he has the same energy. Bald men don't know how to apologize. Chemistry teacher. <laughs> bald men don't yeah, know how to he was apologize. Also bald. Oh my god, my chemistry teacher was too. Why are chemistry teachers bald? <laughs> it, my chemistry, chemistry teacher, teacher looked teacher like the girl bald. from, or looked like the slug from Monsters Inc. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what do my English teachers look like? That. <laughs> yeah, what if we all went to the teachers. same school and we didn't know? <laughs> I don't think we did, buddy. Wow, you guys went to school in Tennessee. <laughs> What if what if all of Tumblr went to a school? Stop! Stop! Was, like, stop! I'm gonna the fucking were, like, kill you. No. Fan fiction 101. No. Wait. I, does I Lucy did not know about that? Is this a to something? Yeah. Is this a Tumblr kid joke yeah, that yes. I'm too cool to understand? <laughs> You're not <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> Damn, wow, don't I'm worry. So cool. This the Super Hulak special is coming, and you'll. <laughs> you'll be there you'll be there in the meantime Can't it's my turn you uh, actually it's version. adriana's turn <laughs> oh, okay so what? we're gonna be talking about genshin impact <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to hear about it i've never uh, heard about this <laughs> hey okay so wait can i uh, kaylin you're the you're the master of the ceremonies here can i can i begin i don't know are you gonna apologize yeah i'm sorry for calling you a pervert Fine, you can go now. <laughs> I'm sorry that you feel like I called you a pervert. We're <laughs> sorry that you uh, felt if the court this reporter way. would read back. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, hey everybody. Welcome to my thesis. Hi. Okay. Welcome to my 101 class, um, A Brief History of the Fast and the Furious Franchise with an emphasis on the Justice for Han movement. Hey, I actually was okay. watching Fast and the Furious today. What? Well, I wasn't watching it. It's more like I went downstairs and my uncle was watching it and then I was like there for like five minutes and then he left and then I turned it off. But you know. <laughs> so no, so you Basically weren't watching the same it. Thing. Same thing. She same watched thing. it. Um, all right. Listen, everybody. I'm going to take you back to 2001. When a little wow, movie called Goo Goo The Fast... <laughs> Yeah, you, you guys even baby. sorry, I was trying to immerse myself. Yes, we were. Yeah, I was one year old. Sorry, I forget. A little movie called The Fast and the Furious came out, directed by Rob Cohen, and it starred Dominic Toretto, Los Angeles street racer suspected of masterminding a series of big rig hijackings. The main character was actually undercover cop Brian O'Connor, who infiltrated Toretto's iconoclastic crew. But the closer he got to Toretto's heart of darkness, the more he was swept up in his <laughs> rebels, technically illegal, but morally pretty righteous activities. Eventually, he crossed that thin blue line and became a criminal himself. And that is when Paul Walker became Fast and Furious. <laughs> Anyways. Is that after like the, the synopsis? Movie, is that like, did you read that off of the back or something? Or is um, that your own description? Which is half really of, cool. A bit half and half. Okay, okay. Um, the movie's solid. It's a 2001 action movie, so it's really ugly. But, um, you know, Paul Walker is um, one of the most naturally charismatic people I've ever seen in my life. So, like, just electric to watch on screen. And, man, back then, Vin Diesel could talk like a human being, and I miss <laughs> that. <laughs> I miss being able to understand what he was saying. I am what does he sound like now? I am Groot. Uh, now he sounds like Groot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. Actually, uh, in 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 the in the most recent Fast and the Furious movie, he does only say "I am Vin Diesel." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am Vin Diesel. Uh, yeah, it was a really weird creative decision. Okay, fast forward to 2003, two years later. Vin Diesel, at this point in his career, thinks that he is a serious actor, and so he won't do sequels. But The Fast and <laughs> Furious is such a successful movie that a uh, sequel is greenlit almost immediately. So Too Fast, Too Furious, the movie with the best title, uh, is made. Starring Paul Walker and Vin Diesel's replacement, Tyrese Gibson, as well as a young Chris Bridges, a.k.a. Ludacris. Oh, Wow. Too Fast, Too Furious slaps. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, directed by the great John Singleton, who is unfortunately no longer with us. Where did he go? He's dead. Oh. I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he and Phyllis are talking about right now. I'm not going to get too deep into the plot details here because Too Fast, Too Furious is not important to the rest of the franchise, um, <laughs> except that it introduces Tej and Roman, who are the Legolas and Gil Gimli of the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, are, they are wacky friends who are... Who are um, one of them is short and angry, and one of them is tall and cool, and they don't like each other, but they are friends. Interesting. I love it. 
I like that. Then we get the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, the first movie directed by franchise auteur Justin Lin, where he's like starting to get his footing for the first time. It has none of the original cast in it. Uh, it introduces Lucas Black as Sean Boswell, who has the worst fake Southern accent I've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, and more importantly, it introduces... Can you do an impression of it? Donkey Kong? <laughs> that was good. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you guys would think that. Anyways. I am brute. Fuck you. Tokyo Drift is a slow burn art house film. Uh, <laughs> Tokyo Drift has a lot going on. But most importantly, Tokyo Drift introduces supporting character... Uh, Han Lu, played by Sun Kang. Or, Wait, more importantly... Tokyo, what? Tokyo Drift is a Fast and Furious? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. The more you know. Uh, anyways, features uh, Sun Kang as Han Lu, a.k.a. Han Solo, uh, because he is from Korea. And it's spelled like the city in Korea, because they're racist. Um, oh. He was... God. Justin... Well, I mean... To be fair, Justin Lin is Asian, so I don't know how that works. But uh, the screenwriters of this franchise are mostly white dudes. Mm -hmm. But uh, Chris Morgan, the uh, screenwriter, said that he wanted uh, <laughs> he wanted a cool guy in the cast who was Asian. He wanted a Han Solo type, and that was Sun Kang. And we love Sun Kang in the Fast and Furious fandom. Uh, even though he's been done dirty at every turn, and you're probably going to see why soon. Uh, he's just naturally charismatic, and he's hot. We love him. At we the end him. of Tokyo, uh, at the Hello? emotional climax of Tokyo Drift, he dies. Yes. But we loved okay. him. We did love him, and we still do, because in a post credit scene, Lucas Black is approached by none other than Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel, who is there to look for Sun Kang. You find uh -huh. out that they were friends from a long time ago and that this movie takes place 10 years after The Fast and the Furious 6, even though it's the third movie. So... So he's not dead yet? Moving on. No, he's not dead yet. Cool. But the first movie that he's in, he dies in a freak <laughs> car accident. His yeah, car explodes. Sense. Yeah, his freak car explodes. Car. Uh, which is important for later. Next, the next movie in the franchise is called... Actually, I'm actually going to ask you guys to guess what the next movie is called. <laughs> Wait, which um, one is it? What the, number? The fourth movie in the franchise. So far, we've had The Fast and the Furious. Four Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious. furious. And the Fast and... Uh, Mad Max, <laughs> Fury Road. Uh, Rambo, the, Fourth Blood. The, the squeakle. <laughs> Uh, rise, rise of the fast of the furious of the guardians. You guys are adorable. You guys are adorable. The fourth movie in the franchise is called Fast and Furious. What? I. But with the oh, okay. With the I... and is with the four, right? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no. You would think that, wouldn't you? You fucking idiot. You would, you think, would think they think would that. reference the number four. <laughs> yeah. No, you're a fool. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's called Fast and Furious. Uh, and it is, in my opinion, uh, which is 100% correct, objectively, this is the worst movie in the franchise. <laughs> yeah, it's because they don't reference the It sounds the like it should be cool. 
Vin Diesel is back. Sung Kang has a very small part in a little heist he runs at the beginning. He's But Vin Diesel is reunited with Paul Walker, who's in love with his sister. And they have to solve the murder. Wait, who, he's of... in love with whose sister? His own? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's sister. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Vin Diesel's sister, played by Jordana Brewster. Okay. Um, which, if you have any idea who that is, she cannot play Vin Diesel's sister. I hardly know. Anyways, they are there to solve the murder of Michelle Rodriguez, who has been offed off camera because she's too interesting for the franchise to exist. Um, <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, the one, woman, Women. the one woman of color in the main cast is offed. But this, this episode of the franchise does introduce us to Giselle played by everybody's favorite Zionist, give it up for Gal Gadot. Yeah. Yeah. We love her. This movie is a murder mystery uh, in which the main pieces of evidence are made by Vin Diesel smelling car fumes and figuring out what happened. Okay, good. I was concerned. I was like, where are the cars? You were like, where are the cars? The cars are still there, buddy. (laughs) This movie sucks. Are they still fast? They are, I would say the movie is not fast, but they are still fast. Are they furious? That brings us to Fast Five, also directed by Justin Lin somehow, (laughs) who has finally found his footing in what I consider probably objectively the best of the franchise. Interesting. Uh, This is when Brian and Dom get together to, I think, (laughs) it's so funny trying to remember the plots of these movies because they're not important. (laughs) But I believe this movie is a heist about them trying to steal uh, an entire bank from a (laughs) Brazilian dictator. (laughs) Brazilian crime lord dictator. Entire bank. So when you Uh, say that... But this... I'm going to explain, but real quick, you got to know that this is the movie that introduces uh, fan favorite Luke Hobbs, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (gasps) Thank God. He's here. And in this movie... Dwayne The Rock Johnson is against Vin Diesel. They are mortal Good. enemies. Yeah, Luke Hobbs is on the right side of the law, and he's hunting them to the corners of the earth. Oh, wait, like, he's a cop? A... Yes. Never mind. Damn it. Yeah, he's a fed. Dwayne? Uh, anyways, <laughs> Dom and Brian put together a crew of uh, the most reliable criminals they can think of, including Dom's sister... Uh, bringing Roman and Tej back from Too Fast, Too Furious. That's our uh, oh, Legolas and Gimli. Yeah. Oh, they and are? Okay, yeah, I do like Finally, that. Han Solo uh, has something to do in the main franchise. He's back, and he strikes up a romance with everybody's favorite Zionist, Gal Gadot. Yeah! Give it up. <laughs> this is also the movie where we meet uh, Elena Neves, played by Elsa Pataki, who is a Brazilian cop who has some sexual tension with both, I think both Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel. Ooh. Nothing oh, comes wow. of that until later. I hope you guys are taking notes. Oh, wow, she's a bad cop. <laughs> uh, okay, the thing you have to know about this movie is that it fucking rocks. Um, there's a lot of chases, and at the end of the movie, you find out that what I mean by steals an entire bank is that Vin Diesel and Paul Walker attach winches to their cars uh, the other end of which are attached to a bank vault and they drive the, the vault answer. out of the bank no no see when i said when i heard ba- entire bank i thought you meant like the property where the bank is no the vault is the size of my apartment and 
Oh my god. I, this, is the be- <laughs> I this is the best reality. I wanted it entire Yeah, it's a car heist. And building. This movie slaps. Whatever. Now, Fast and Furious 6, which I can't enjoy as much anymore because um, uh, Gina Carano is a big part of it. And we all know how she feels about me. Uh, we have personal beef. Oh, um, I don't know who that Fast is. Fast and Furious 6. What's up? I don't know who that is. Oh, she's a turf. Don't worry about it. Now, Fast and Furious 6 is the first time that Brian and Dom, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, not in that order, are technically on the correct side of the law because Luke Hobbs, Dwayne Johnson, comes back and says that he needs them to do a black op for the government to take down a team of mercenaries. The only reason they agree to do this is because part of the mercenary crew is Dom Toretto's dead girlfriend, Letty, played by Michelle Rodriguez. Question, does this movie have a helicopter in it? No, but it does have a plane. Okay, never mind. Um, No, hold on. Why why did you need to know that? Are you trying to figure out if that was the movie you saw? Uh, um, no. I mean, yes. But that was not the movie that oh, I no, saw. Oh, no, the next... Yes, today. The, there was a movie... The next one has a helicopter. Okay, maybe... I think it's the next one that I saw. Maybe. I don't know. We'll yeah, get yeah. to it. Uh, Luke Evans plays Owen Shaw, who is a genetically engineered and specially trained uh, secret car soldier for MI6 who has gone rogue. Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> car soldier? <laughs> what is this? Transformers? Yeah, because everybody knows that you need special car soldiers. So what this is, is the cars? first movie where... Vin Diesel and his crew are car spies for the U.S. government that need to take these dudes down. Long story short, the good guys win and the bad guys lose. Luke Evans goes to jail. He doesn't die, which is very important. Uh And um, I'm sure that won't be a big plot point. No, that'll never come back. And Michelle Rodriguez rejoins the crew. Even though she has selective amnesia, she remembers that she's in love with that big thumb man, Vin Diesel. Wait, I thought she was his sister. No, 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 no. Jordana Brewster is a sister. Oh, okay, sorry. I can't keep track of Michelle that. Rodriguez is... <laughs> All that runs through... I told you to take notes. I feel like Kaylin's brain no. is like like a, like a, like a <laughs> uh, computer script where she's checking if each like couple is siblings and if... Ch- like. <laughs> <laughs> if it's weird, it's all weird because Vin Diesel calls everybody his family. Ah, okay, These movies, so... listen. So I was right. Here's the thing. These movies are about family more than anything. And in these movies, family are people that you fuck. (laughs) Uh, Everybody has sexual tension. Look, Adriana, Ohana means family. Shut up. (laughs) Family means you gotta fuck. (laughs) Uh, I will say for the record, Tyrese Gibson is my favorite part of any of these movies. Uh, He fully delivers every single time. He acts way more than anybody has ever acted before and more than anybody ever needs to. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay. Uh, my personal favorite of the franchise is the next one, Furious 7. Oh, no, wait, actually, sorry. Uh, let me backtrack a little bit because I skipped over a very important section. Uh, as you'll remember, Fast and Furious 6 is the last movie that takes place before the Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift. Oh, so right. that guy's dead now. There is a post credit scene in Fast and Furious 6 where you find out that it wasn't a car accident that killed Han in Japan. What actually happened 
was a bomb was set in the car by Luke Evans, Owen Shaw's brother, Deckard Shaw, played by Jason Statham, who is now out for revenge. Uh-huh. Deckard, more like Dickard, am I right? <laughs> exactly. Hardly know her. Jason Statham fucking rocks. We love hey, Jason Statham. Lucy, I have a question. Yes. Um. So, does this uh, cause Vin Diesel to have an OCD breakdown and have to quit the police force and then he has to like he's he's constantly trying to solve murders as a private investigator but Are you talking he, about monk the one murder that <laughs> this he monk? can't solve is what is this monk this is monk <laughs> the monk one was fast and furious we already did that he already solved the murder of his wife the one where he was sniffing car fuel yeah well there was a car bomb so i figured it would be monk oh no 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 sorry uh, and Furious 7, which is my personal favorite of the franchise, and I think the one where I we thought hit the eighth peak one was your favorite. <laughs> what? No. Wait, sorry, can you repeat that sentence? Oh, yeah, this is where we hit peak bald people, because I think this is where we have, like, five bald guys in the main cast. <laughs> bald. Peak bald Yeah, a lot of bald dudes. Uh, we got Tyrese, Vin Diesel, Lucas, Dwayne Johnson, and Just Jason to be clear, Stable. when I post this podcast, I am titling it The Bald People One. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. No, we're Lots all talking about Lots of chemistry balls. teachers. If I, have to, if I was to rank the bald guys in this franchise, it would be number one, Jason Statham, then Tyrese, <laughs> then Ludacris, then Dwayne Johnson, and finally Vin Diesel. <laughs> then Thumb Man. Fair. I love Dominic Toretto. I do not like Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that these movies are about family. Um, It gets confusing, though. <laughs> so... Uh, Furious 7 is about Deckard Shaw, Jason Statham, uh, seeking revenge and just generally tormenting the Dom Toretto family, which none of them are related, uh, and they all fuck each other. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, yeah, a lot of violence ensues. Dominic Toretto is very angry because he killed Han Solo. And, um, they have a sword fight with wrenches and tire irons. It's really cool. There is a helicopter, um... Dwayne Johnson uh, re-breaks his own arm to lift a minigun. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much important information happens in this, except that Deckard Shaw is ultimately defeated, even though he kills Gal Gadot off-screen because uh, she wanted to stop making the movies. Because women. So she has yeah, to die no, off-screen. Because... No, yeah, it's because I think she, probably she was already prepping Wonder Woman and she was like, no, I'm too good for this now. Which is fair, she is. Like, yeah, it's the Fast and the Furious. It's not fucking Citizen Kane, except it Fuck is. Fuck Citizen Kane. Yeah, no, what's your point? Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane is a bad movie. Uh, oh, also I should mention that Furious 6 onward, uh, every movie has Michelle Rodriguez have a fight scene, hand-to-hand fight scene of her own with a different MMA fighter. So she fights That's Gina cool. Carano in uh, six, in seven she fights Ronda Rousey, and in eight she fights this dude whose name I forgot. It's very cool. The thing cool. about the Fast and Furious movies is that uh, after five they are no longer human beings. Uh, they are all superhumans who can lift cars and take insane amounts of damage. Um, Dwayne Johnson like jumps out of a moving helicopter and gets hit by a car and he's fine. Wait, <laughs> a helicopter? Yes, I told you there's a helicopter in this one. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, 
Fast and Furious, for as stupid as it is, uh, is very inclusive and is probably the blockbuster franchise that, like, has the most women and people of color in its main cast. Mm. Oh, also Furious 7 introduces Daddy Kurt Russell as Mr. Nobody, (laughs) who is uh, the Nick Fury of this universe in that he is now their spy boss. Yes. Spy boss. Thank God. (laughs) It was supposed to be revealed that uh, Mr. Nobody was Paul Walker's character's dad, but sadly, right before they finished filming Furious 7, Paul Walker passed away. If you see Furious 7 and you see the ending, you will cry. There's no other way to, to deal with it. Um, just a beautiful moving sequence of uh, Vin Diesel and uh, Paul Walker's brother with Paul Walker's face horribly CGI'd over him <laughs> driving away from each other. Yeah, this was what I referenced in episode one, but I said Paul yeah. Rudd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Iggy Azalea has a cameo in this movie for oh, some reason. Moving on. Wait, there's more? We get... Okay, so... <laughs> oh, there are two more movies that I need to talk about, and then we get to the thing that I actually want to talk oh, about. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Fate of the Furious is the eighth movie in the franchise. Uh, wait, But wait, this wait, one wait, actually... Is, it does Fate... Is it, like, F8? Or is it yes. stupid? Okay. No, no, no. Thank yeah, God. on the posters, they spell it F8. They're not dumb. Yeah, not, like, number four. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck number four. Uh, this movie, four. the big selling point was that Dom actually has to turn on his family and they don't know why, but he's gone rogue. Okay, so this movie introduces uh, Charlize Theron, Oscar winner, as Cypher, uh, international hacking supervillain who has dreadlocks, and she just commits to that for the full movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because nobody feels weird about that. Also, I, I guess feel they need about that. I'm joking. I feel really weird about it. Um, Also, for some reason, they felt like they needed a new white dude in the franchise, so they introduced Scott Eastwood as Little Nobody, who is uh, the new junior member of Kurt Russell's spy organization. Is he annoying? He sucks. He sounds annoying. Yeah, he sucks. (laughs) Just because he's hot doesn't mean he's good at anything. Sorry, Scott Eastwood. Nah, don't say sorry. Don't be sorry. Okay, here's what you find out in The Fate of the Furious, that the reason Dom Toretto has turned on his former family is that there is a new member of the family. Wow. <laughs> is it a baby? Uh, There's a new baby. He's a baby. <laughs> no, Charlize Theron kidnapped Elsa Pataki from Fast Five, the Brazilian cop who had sexual tension with him. And it turns out that they fucked and they had a baby oh, together. Ba- so it is a baby. Does the baby uh, get a, to drive a car? The baby does not get to baby drive a driver? car. The baby driver? The baby <laughs> is baby? eventually the baby is eventually rescued uh, from Charlize Theron's flying base by, <laughs> and this is important. Um, during an operation where he's working for Charlize Theron, Dom Toretto is able to have a secret meeting with uh, Oscar winner Dame Helen Mirren, who plays the uh, mother of the Shaw family. And he uses her to get to (laughs) Owen and Deckard Shaw, uh, who, you know, murdered his friends and family uh, to save his kid from this flying base because now they're friends. Yeah, Yeah, because that's how family works. The other thing about this movie is that Dwayne Johnson goes to jail for some reason. (laughs) I don't really remember why. Wasn't he the cop? Uh, I think he... Yes. 
Uh, but he, he ends up taking the fall. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ends up taking the fall for all the shit Vin Diesel's doing for Cypher. And while he's in jail, while he's in jail, uh, Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham are in the same jail, obviously. And uh, they Do form they kind of a like very heated sexual rivalry. Do they kiss? Uh, oh, that's hot. They get really, they get really close, <laughs> uh, but they fight and it's sick. Um, there are great choreographed action sequences in this. Now, Where's this is the important cars? because, oh, first of all, okay, I'm sorry, I keep skipping over stuff and going back. There are cars throughout all of okay. this. Um, every spy mission has cars involved. Uh, there are cars jumping out of helicopters with car parachutes. There are cars fighting submarines. <laughs> there are cars in the Arctic. I can't believe you missed um, the cars fighting submarines. Yeah, I think you yeah, need to no, be no, talking no, about a... that more. There's a big uh, nuclear submarine because Cypher has an evil plan about nukes for some... I don't really remember what it is. <laughs> but she's really bad. Um, okay, so canonically, Jordana Brewster and Paul Walker's characters uh, in this franchise do not die. They just move away and they don't want to be part of this life anymore. Uh which is weird because at the very end of this movie, Vin Diesel decides he's going to name this child Brian. Mm-hmm. Which is Paul Walker's character's name, <laughs> who is not dead. Not dead. Just gone. He's just, he just named him after his best homie, who he doesn't see that often. That's Hey, not going to lie, this kind of sounds like the plot of Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> it's exactly the same movie. It's exactly the same movie, and also he forces Michelle Rodriguez to raise this baby that she doesn't know with him. <laughs> This kind of sounds like the Supernatural finale. <laughs> okay, the funniest thing about The Fate of the Furious, which is important for Hobbs and Shaw, the next movie in the franchise, is that there was a post credit scene where Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham, who have a newfound respect for each other because Dwayne Johnson find, found out that Jason Statham uh, was actually a good person the whole time and he <laughs> was just fighting them because he was trying to protect his brother or something. Anyway, he's a good guy now, and he's back with MI6. The point is, there is there was a post credit scene with the movie where they have a cage match, and they like settle their disputes or whatever. This movie shipped out with the film to theaters across America, and then Vin Diesel found out about it. And he said, no, I'm the star of The Fast and the Furious. And he made the company recall every print oh, of the film and cut that scene out oh my god that's amazing it's like the star wars christmas special yes <laughs> so that is why hobbs and shaw happens because we don't have time to talk about the star wars christmas special. Fine. I'm, I'm writing Fine. that down that's Whatever. that's a whole episode Fine. save it for the <laughs> podcast again so dwayne johnson gets a spinoff because he doesn't want to be part of the main series anymore and there's tons of beef and drama with Vin Diesel and Tyrese and and Dwayne Johnson um, because they're all divas. Um, huh. Hobbs and Shaw slaps. Uh, Idris Elba is the villain in Hobbs and Shaw, and he is a cyborg zombie. Um, Amazing. He is a dead man who was returned to life with the power of science and cybernetics. <laughs> that sounds kind of like Genshin Impact. <laughs> does he do uh, hot things does he get to be hot yeah he blows shit up and stuff and he's all evil and stuff um, <laughs> this is just like he, cats <laughs> so 
Um, because of this, oh, okay, first of all, I should also say that Idris Elba and his evil cyborg company who want to take over the world somehow, I don't remember their evil plot or how it works, but um, he is funded and controlled by somebody who we never see who just talks to him with a robot voice. But at the end of the movie, robot voice guy uh, talks to Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham about how robot voice knows both of them and he wants revenge on them. So, Ooh, uh, also, 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 <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds are both in this movie. Is Ryan <laughs> Deadpool is, is in this movie? Doctor, D- yeah. D- <laughs> Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Detective Pikachu is in this film, and I think he dies at the end. No. Um, Anyways, this is important because Dwayne Johnson is not allowed to be in the Fast and the Furious 9, which has already wrapped filming and has a trailer <laughs> update. It's just been on indefinite hold because movie theaters aren't open yet. Oh, so we're in like present uh, day. Instead, yes. Okay. So in the meantime, between all of these movies, uh, mainly spurred on by a podcast that I love called uh, How Did This Get Made that talks about bad movies, mm-hmm. uh, the hashtag Justice for Han started trending. Uh, at a lot of different times because uh, Han got done dirty. We all love Han. And he just got murked, and now Jason Statham's character is just allowed to be part of the family now. Everybody loves him. Right. Which is cool. I love him too. It's dumb, but whatever. (laughs) But he massacred your boy. The trailer for Fast and Furious 9 drops last year. First of all, John Cena is in it as Dominic Toretto's brother. (laughs) So Vin Diesel and Dom- Vin Diesel and John Cena are related in this universe, and that makes sense. It's okay. John He's Cena working was for Fred's dad, so <laughs> that's fair. We don't really know what John Cena is capable of genetically. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, anyways, he's working for Charlize Theron. Uh, the other big thing about this movie is that uh, at the end of the trailer, the title card drops: "Justice is coming." That's the title? Okay, and then... No, no, no. They show... No, no, no. They just... They say oh. that. It's like a catchphrase okay. or something. And then they show the title is um, <laughs> The Fast Saga, I think is what it's called. I need to look that up, though. That's the stupidest That's so stupid. They sh- hold up, They should have just called it Fast and Furious. If they were... Uh, gonna- it is called... <laughs> Use that one again. It's been a while yeah. since they've used yeah. that one. No, sorry. It's called F9 The Fast Saga. And in the fandom, F9. we are all speculating this because F9 starts a saga with the 10th movie, which is actually going to be split into two parts where they're going to go into space. <laughs> Will there be cars? Will there be a car? Yes. Of course space there's going to be cars in space. I... They've already had cars in the sky and in the sea. <laughs> they have had cars drive through a series of skyscrapers in Dubai. Listen. They have had cars... In the ocean. They have had cars on Big Ben. It's because you describe it, and then I'm like, I don't know if this sounds like a part with a car. And so I'm... (laughs) No, no, no. Sorry. In all of these parts, there are cars. In these movies, during the car chases, they talk to each other without, like, phones or communicators or anything, (laughs) even though they're in different cars, but they understand what they're saying. They have car telepathy. Um, This... This still has nothing on the Cars movie because they still don't have cars that fuck. Um, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I don't think that happens, although it could be argued that Dwayne Johnson has sex with a car. How? How? I'm sorry. Vin Diesel has sex with a car. I get the bald guys confused sometimes. 
he just talks about he just talks about his car and gets really close to it like he fucks it. Like he fucks it. Listen, this is the part that I have been like you building up to. This is the part that I've been building up to. There is one last scene after the title card in the trailer for F9 the Fast Saga. And that is with Han yes. Solo returning yeah. to the high. Yeah. yeah. So wait. This is what I want to talk about. Potential theories for Han Solo's return. So I have a couple theories. Um, one of them, uh, you know, the popular theory right now is just that they're going to take the easy way out and say that he faked his death and that he's just fine. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I would be fine with that. As long as Han's back, I'm happy. The theory that I prefer is that he is in disguise and that he is pretending to still be friends with the crew, but actually he's the robot voice from <gasps> oh, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, from, okay, yeah. Which would also make sense because he can be a cyborg zombie like Idris yeah, Elba. Yeah, and that's hot. Yeah. And that's hot. And, <laughs> and would that's also hot. explain them going into space. <laughs> that's hot. The other thing that I want to talk about, though, is that the cast list for the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus show just dropped. Uh-huh. And in that cast is Han Sung Solo. Kang as an unnamed character. The actor that plays Han Solo he's, in Fast and the Furious. He's going to be Han Solo. So is this where the franchises collide? Yes. Is he a space alien? And is this yes. how the Fast crew gets into yes. space? Do you think Han Solo and Han Solo know each other? <laughs> Absolutely not. Why not? Because then uh, they would either kill each other or have sex, I think. <laughs> Why is that a bad well, thing? I want, I guess I want that. Yeah, no, for sure. The thing is, for as homoerotic as this, the, all of these movies are, because they're American action movies bred from the late 2000s, um, these boys are so horny for each other, but they never <laughs> make moves on it. Yeah. They never get down to it. There's always a car um, in the way. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, sorry, uh for taking a long You're time, fine. but that is, it's I think, good. most of what I wanted to explain to you guys today. Very honestly, no, I want I want to talk about this Star Wars thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Remy, you're a resident Star Wars expert. Could this work? Please don't call me a Star Wars expert. It's going to cause men to talk. <laughs> no, 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 for um, sure. But you are the person here who knows the most about Star Wars. Yeah, if you're debatable. if you're a man and you want to talk about Star Wars, talk to Remy. <laughs> No. Yeah. No. On behalf of all of us at Pass the Brain Cell, talk to Remy. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to um, any actually, of us. no, no, no. Talk to me. I'll tell you stuff about it that you didn't know. Talk to Adriana. <laughs> Adriana knows everything. Um, um, does anybody have any questions about the Fast and the Furious franchise? Uh, I might get back into this at some point from a different angle because this is a good setup. But there are specific topics that I love to do talk. Do they ever about. make fun of Vin, yeah. Vin Diesel for being bald? No, God never, damn not it. once. Do they make fun of him for looking no. like a thumb? <laughs> no, it's in Vin Diesel's contract that everybody has to pretend that he's hot. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea that, that somebody like lifts up their thumb uh, like, on in, in the frame of the camera and then like pulls it back and it's Vin Diesel and then puts their thumb back and then pulls it back and then they're yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. No, Ludacris and Tyrese are the only people who are allowed to make jokes in this franchise. <laughs> 
Um, other than that, yeah, Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson, and I think Jason Statham all have like ironclad contracts where they have to be the toughest. Dude. Hey, question. So these movies are also all legal battles. What's yeah, up? Yeah, question. Um, who were the two that one of them was Dwayne Johnson, uh, The yeah. Rock, and then the other one was another yeah. guy. And who was the other guy that was in jail and they were having like sexual tension? Because I want to know. Oh, that's Jason Statham. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So that's Hobbs and Shaw, right? That's Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. And Shaw. Yeah. I'm writing it okay. down in my notes. Yeah. I, I retained Hobbs and Shaw because I think the trailer played before Terminator Dark Fate and Birds of Prey. So I was like, yeah. damn, this movie looks cool. It's super cool. It's super dumb. It is, I think, widely frowned upon in the fandom because it's not really a Fast and Furious because movie. Because they don't have cars in jail. They... they <laughs> You would think that, wouldn't you? Stop. Stop. When I say all of the scenes I describe have cars in them, all of them have the cars in them. The ones where they're, okay. Yeah. Even the one where he's Instead fucking jail his cells. cars. Yeah. Instead of jail cells, it's just like a garage and you get your own little car that you go into. <laughs> um, the thing that is funny to me about Jason Statham is that he was actually an MI6. <laughs> So he has actually killed people. Oh. And he's in these movies. Oh, wait, does that mean... Wait, is he British? Yeah. Was he British this whole time? <laughs> yeah. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, did I not mention no. that? No. No. Oh, I said that his brother was a, in MI6, that he was a secret British oh. car soldier. Interesting. Ew. Sorry, I thought that was enough. Yeah, the whole Shaw family is British. Uh, Helen Mirren, Luke, uh, Luke Owens. It's too fast, too furious, isn't it? It's too fast, uh, too furious, I can't believe this. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, and Idris Elba's character, Brixton, is also British. But he's a robot. Yeah, but he's hot, so he can, he can do yeah, that. Yeah, no. Yeah, he also... <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Hobbs and Shaw has uh, two of my favorite uh, women in the franchise, Isa um, Gonzalez and Vanessa Kirby, who are super cool. Interesting. Very interesting to me. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> was this a good segment? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, no, are great. there any questions? I really like it. Hey, uh, do, you, do you think The Rock would float in space? <laughs> Um, my theory, my personal theory is that he's not going to get to go to space because he made Vin Diesel mad. <laughs>